Good morning, sunshine. It's Monday, nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Wow, that was kind of scary. If I'm being frank, that just—I don't even know what that was. That was terrifying. I think you don't like being called sunshine. I—I I don't mind that. It's kind of flattering. I just the way you said it—it it was a little robotic and just mm. threw me for a loop. Because usually you come in with these beautiful singing renditions or scat mm. noises or something nuts, <laughs> and that just—that just sounded like it was a—it was a horror film, maybe or. Yeah, I, I don't. I kind of, it was more of a uh, NPR newswoman. But next time I'll sing. Is that cool? Yeah, but I think if you NPR newswoman, it has to sound more ASMR. Like uh, mm. you got to be closer to the mic. I think. Mm. Good morning, sunshine. It's nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, that was subtle. I'm on my drive into work right now. I heard you know some oil tanker in the in the Gulf just exploded. That's that's what that's what. <laughs> I'm up. Yeah. Good morning. Let's start the show. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well, kick it. We are tonight's entertainment. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. All right. Well, like I said earlier, it is Monday, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 7 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. Yeah. Um, we are here for a good reason, two good reasons. Top Gun Maverick. And the bear on Hulu. Yeah, spoilers, no spoilers mixed in. Third week in a row. Uh, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, consistency. We made it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, thank you for congratulating us. Third week in a row. No no missteps, no mistakes. We are still mm. on the path of righteousness. righteousness so. Oh, that's a mm-hmm. that's a jinx. We both just did that there um oh you actually uh, okay i thought you you heard me (laughs) no 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 i for me i said it and then you said it we're delayed Mm. we're not in our live studio audience yet. we're still getting the funding need more patreon donations you will not get your money back whole warranty we already went through this um yeah so fuck off and secondly we're actually recording a day early today's monday the 11th usually we do tuesdays um i'm seeing rainbow kitten surprise tomorrow so Oh, I, yeah, ooh. I'm excited for that. I, I've been shopping online for heterosexually homo outfits to wear. So I'm finding some tie dye. I'm going to do a headband. I asked, I'm not even kidding. I asked Rachel to glitter my eyebrows or like, you know, do the things like the euphoria glitter, the little bedazzles yeah. down the side. If you can see yeah. this on yeah. the screen. Um, but I think I've just settled on just a plain white t-shirt, black Lulu pants and a backwards black hat. But if I I have been asking around if people have just gay articles of clothing, so you're gonna you're ending up dressing like the most straight white male possible. Well, I, I don't want white t-shirts. I think I think are on both sides of the fence. You can wear that gay or straight. I think that's a very unilateral item of clothing. For okay. me, it's just the music is so powerful that I really want to cry when they're performing. But I don't really relate to any of it because I'm not gay and haven't been abused and that kind of stuff. So it's like not saying those two correlate, not not saying no, no, gay or no. views, but it's like no. these guys, Rainbow Kin Surprise, they grew up in in like South Carolina or something like that, and just went through a lot and whatever, and and now they got two trannies or something like that, which is good for that, you know. I full I support that. I want to get that on record and say I support that. 
but I want to cry, you know, and I just don't think I have a reason to. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, speaking of being canceled, um, to carry on from that, my both of my parents have been listening to these episodes. And my mom was very curious if we got accused of being racist and or <laughs> if you were actually racist. <laughs> <laughs> was there really a lawsuit? Are they saying this because they are legally mandated to bring this up? She's like, she's like, I'm just curious. It's like, uh, no, it's just a bit, mom. Just a bit. <laughs> Ma, it's just a bit. Funny enough, right? So today in the office, uh, I, I work with a guy. He's a Browns fan, Tommy Hill. Good kid. Went to OU with him. Um, and I was like, uh, oh, is, is Deshaun Watson going to get suspended? I thought I saw something on Twitter. And he was like, there's a bunch of spam accounts. No, they offered him like 12 games or something. And, and he turned that down. They're going to fight it. And I just, I look at him and I go, so he's a diddler then. What? Mm. Right. Like he's a diddler. And this one girl turns around in the office. She goes, is that the word we're using now? We're saying diddler. <laughs> and I look at her dead in the eyes and I'm saying it's, it's from the, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, said, I'm going to diddle you kids. I'm going to diddle you kids. And all these people are on the phone and I'm doing a little song and dance. And this one guy is like, dude, shut up. And, and then I go, so do you ever just like bang the dead bodies and he turns around and he goes, some of us are on the fucking phone, Hunter. Can you shut up? Like, you just shouldn't be saying that. You shouldn't be saying that. And I got a lot of bad looks. So I took it. I took it away. But oh, it was a good so, office bit. No, I first of all, it sounds like a great office bit. And I like how that girl was like, is the PC way now to say diddler? Yeah, no, she was all into it. She, you know, she's cool like that. She turns around she goes, is that what we're using now? We're using diddler? And I was just saying, diddly kids. I'm not getting diddly kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, I was doing I was doing this thing. Billy kids, Billy kids, and and everyone turned and and it, it I shouldn't have done that. I I pushed it too hard with the bang the dead bodies part, and it was just you know. <laughs> no, you you definitely crossed the line. But what's funny about doing bits outside of where you usually do your bits, it sometimes can be funny that people don't understand the bit. You're like, <laughs> oh, I'm, you know, like they don't know you're joking, but you do. But mm-hmm. then there's times where it's like. Oh, this 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 isn't working here. This is incredibly inappropriate for this situation. Incredibly, I should, I should probably shut up. Yeah. Um. Hang on. TV time out here. Rachel, open the door. Let the dog out. Sorry, fans of Patreon and Spotify. Mm. She's trapped in here. Rachel, she's trapped. The dog is trapped. She should hear that by now. Worst comes to worst, I'll text her. Let's see. What's um, any any updates out there? Well, she's settling in for The Bachelor. I don't know if she's trying to figure... You know, she's not reinventing the wheel. It's on a Roku, YouTube TV. So I don't know if it's taking her so long. The dog is in here! She had to hear that one. I just feel bad now. I'm just staring. She's just staring at me, the dog is. Who, Lakely? Yeah, Lakely. Rachel. Um, no, not Rachel. Um, anyways... You can, you, can let her, you can let her out and we can cut this. That's fine. I don't want to cut it, though. I want people to know... We never cut culture. it. No, I know. Never I want it to it. be here. I know. <laughs> I want it to be here. Um, All right. Well, anyways, on, we're back. Was, in my yeah. head, in my head, yeah. we were cutting that the whole time. That's fine. We're keeping. Oh, okay, for sure. Cool, cool, cool. cool. We'll, we'll I just on. think it's more relatable. Like people know that we're down to earth, and yeah, we have pets, we, we dog. have dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're focused now. Yeah, I'm in. And, and the dog's still in the room. Dog's still in the room. You just you talk. You start doing a little. You look so here. uneasy. I will talk if you walk away. Just talk. just decide if you're going to do it. No, walk. I'm just okay. You're texting her. Yeah, don't cut this. Um, (laughs) We've never cut anything, and I won't cut your possibly cancelable conversation about Rainbow Kitten Surprise. I've never cut your racist comments from the early episodes. 
and I won't cut anything now. Um, but I, Hunter just gave the nod. All good. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have a guest yeah. here. I told her I'm gonna be podcasting. She's watching The Bachelor. I think she's bringing a bottle of red wine. Oh, usually girls usually bring a bottle of wine for The Bachelor. Yeah. Yep. Well, Bachelorette, Bachelorette, Pilot Rachel, and someone else. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Are you all right? Yeah. All right. I'm back. Um. Anyways, consistency's here. Rainbow Kid surprise. I'm going. Um. What's going on around the world today? Right. Dan said we're doing Top Gun and the Bear today. Minor focus well, on yeah. Top Gun. Been out for a while. Bear, we're going to get into yes. it with our normal rating system. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, other things in the news. NHL free agency opens up on Wednesday. Been really into that at work. Taking like two hours okay. watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts. Okay. Um. What else? I, I think I we mentioned some... maybe. Yeah, you go. You go. You talk. I've well, been talking I was, you, it seems like you're pulling it out of your ass at that point. You were really, you're fighting for the next news bit. I, right. Well, I was, I, I, I got excited because then it made me think of, we were talking, Dan and I, Dan Arsenault right uh, here. Sure. We were talking about possibly during football season, you know, we'll throw out some gambling lines, start off the episode, get a little exciting, maybe talk about the big winners and losers of the week. Um, do you remember what I called it? It was a funny segment. Grandma's but and it, granddad? I don't know. It was something No, I remember it was fuck. like, it was like fucked and fucked it. It was like fucked and tucked. It was something. Yeah. Really weird. <laughs> it sucked it did, and it fucked. Did, I think it was. Yeah, it sucked and fucked. It was like, I don't know which way it goes. Right. Um, like, which one is the bad one, right? You it, know, did they fuck it up or or did they get fucked, right? And yeah. yeah so we're going to, we're going to laser in here. Um, but we, in the NFL season, we're thinking while we do our morning banter, like we're doing right here. Um, we're thinking about talking about the games for 10 minutes, uh, talking about some gambling advice, shooting the shit. Hunter's really wants to talk about the Jaguars. He's really keen on that. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do some gambling content mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And maybe just, you know, we assume most of the people who watch this also like football. And we could, let's be honest, not a lot of people listen to our podcast on Spotify. My parents do. Thank you, mom and dad. <laughs> but some people watch the clips so we can clip the football ones along with the movies and TV ones and just have clips, you know, bite-sized podcasts. Bite-sized podcast. Everything is bite-sized. We're just trying to expand our horizon, pull in a different we're, clientele, you know? We're we were open-minded. voted minded. Open-minded. Yes. We open-minded, different clientele. Um, yeah, you know, we were voted in here, so our constituents want to see us do a diverse grouping of things. And that's mm-hmm. you know, we're just we're let's broaden our minds, Lawrence. You know, we're really trying to get it up there. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I think we'll have fun doing it, but that won't come till September, right? Season September of 08. That was my first desk pop. Yeah, yeah, that was your first desk pop. I just got a work email at 7.05 p.m., but we're going to disregard that. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Along with, in terms of catching up before we go too long, um, I am for the for this week starting yesterday. I'm doing a social no social media. I'm off the grid. I'm taking a cleanse. But when I say no social media, YouTube doesn't count. I want to make that clear, because um, YouTube is so much better. But what I want to get at is this has allowed me for a lot of time for YouTube TV and movies, and also I feel fantastic today. Um, and it's insane also how many times I grab my phone waiting to click on Twitter and. and what did I miss today? Probably nothing. 
Mm. But I've looked to click on that app a thousand fucking times and I have nothing there. It's like you're on an airplane. All you can click on is like your photos. You know what I mean? And your yeah. email. So yeah. um, it's been great. It's been good for YouTube. It's good been good for TV and it's good for movies as well. And good for me. I, I Good for you, first off, right? That's that's golf clap. Very proud yeah, of you. Clap there. for me. Clap, I, everyone clap for I you. I have noticed that. It's so interesting now. Even if it's a show or a movie that I am so unbelievably locked into, Second, it gets slow for a second, right to it, right? Right to Twitter. I just refreshed five minutes before. Maybe six new tweets come in, right? One of them is like, yes, network. Jose Trevino's an all-star. And it just, yeah. you know, it's nothing palpable. It's just, I just keep, you know, you know, I'm just hitting it. <laughs> you kind of killed that sound. Thank you you kind of killed that sound, but... I, for me personally, I was, I'm very strict with myself when I'm watching a movie, at least that I don't look at my phone, like maybe twice to text my girlfriend, whatever, but like, I'm pretty strict on movies, but you're, it, it's crazy. It's like, what the, f- why do I keep going on this app to refresh it? There's nothing new. There's nothing there. Yeah. It's like, what, no. what am I looking for in that five minutes? Why don't I just watch the fucking show? It's crazy. Right. Right. You know, I, I think at that point, maybe the greatest you're going to get when you're checking every five to eight minutes is some part of my take update. You know, maybe the new Dungeons and Dragons episode thing just dropped and you're thinking to yourself, that's cool. You know, I'll watch yeah. that when I'm done with my show in like four hours, you know. Right, right. It's like, it's like, oh, I could have just waited four hours and watched it then. It's, you can't even do what you want when you get it. But um, I am cleansing on that. Just a week, I'll be back, but hopefully I'll have a new approach to it. Um, so I will be tweeting off my browser um, for the tweets coming this week. Off your web browser. <laughs> duck, <laughs> browser. duck, go. Right, you can't be trapped. <laughs> They can't find me, you know. People, people hear fuck these intros. Duck, duck, <laughs> no, what the fuck is oh duck, my, duck, dude, duck. it's this. Uh, I get these uh, radio ads when I'm listening in the morning, and Rachel's dad's actually huge into it. It's basically Google, but you can't be tracked. Like they don't, they okay. don't track like your v- info or anything. Yeah, like yeah, a VPN like a, of sorts. Yeah, it is a VPN of sorts. Uh huh. Okay. To be honest, yeah. I like that Google tracks all my likes and dislikes because when you're typing something and it has it typed out for you very quickly, 90% of the time. Yeah. But I don't want to be tracked by the NSA. You know, right. I, I don't want to be looking something up for somebody else and I'm getting flat. You know, somebody's, right. somebody's asking me, look up that school shooter. I don't want people, you know, wherever they are, FBI, CIA, NSA to go, this Hunter Andre shouldn't be allowed to get a weapon. You know, I, I don't want them to right. do that because I'm Googling for somebody else. Right. I don't, right. I don't want to get, you know, if, First of all, if this episode ever gets flagged, you're fucked. If anything ever gets flagged, you're fucked. You think? Not yet. Maybe two more episodes down the road, you'll be fucked. You know, here's a good test. Matt Shiring, you know, if you're listening here, you text me and let me know if I'm getting fucked or not. All right? Appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks, sweetie pie. Yeah. Um, in terms of not getting fucked by the NSA or FBI or whatever, YouTube does have a feature called incognito mode. Um. But when you do it, it was like, I clicked on it, so I was curious, um, but it's like, not only does it not sh- like save your search history, which doesn't really matter on YouTube, but it gives you a totally refreshed homepage, as in you've never searched anything. So you can find the most random shit. So when I was using, the, I was doing the number two last night, I was like, I don't feel like watching my own YouTube. I turn on incognito mode. I watched a shitty GMC Grand Denali get detailed for 20 minutes. <laughs> Chrome tires, I, Matt Black. I mean, I he, was in love he with it. Sprayed it. He's 
He sucked it up. It was great. It was awesome. That kind of sounds nice, if I'm being frank with you. A total refresh, right? Because sometimes you can get in yeah. the best YouTube rabbit holes when you've never, you know, when, it, when yeah. it's not your normal search stuff. Because, you know, everybody wants it to be fresh. Well, people who don't use YouTube um, always are like, what do you even, what do you search? What do you watch? Nothing. I mean, I search things when they pop in my head randomly, but I yeah. just watch stuff off my homepage. Yeah. And then I go from there. But it's like your homepage can get dry at times, especially if you're not like all over the place. If you're not watching sports and cooking and skiing and like all over the place, it's, the, the homepage can get dry. So I turn on incognito mode and who knows what I'll find on there. Who knows where I'll Right. Be. You know, first video that pops up is those like Japanese wasps that raided an entire honey yeah. hive and, and killed everything inside, you know, and maybe it attracts you. It, you know, I don't know. I don't sometimes, know. Some, sometimes the best YouTube videos don't even have an English title. It's all Japanese and you watch a bluefish tuna get cut and sliced for 20 minutes when you can't sleep. Talk about satisfying. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> If you haven't seen those motherfuckers chop up a bluefin tuna for 30 minutes, you're missing out on some quality knifesmanship culture. I mean, that is that was a great video that you sent me. I will You, I you watch that. the whole thing? Oh my god, put, start to finish. Not one skip. It put me to sleep in the best way possible. Or at least put me ready for bed, at least. Right. It, it, it calms your soul, right? It's not high energy. Things aren't flying everywhere. You know, just dicing up. Oh, yeah. Um, also, in that light, me and Hunter were also watching Expo, which is a position in a kitchen videos mm. Um, mm -hmm. where they basically, they take the food that's made, they garnish it, whatever, and then they give it to the runners. And that is how I led him to the Bluefish Tuna video. <clears throat> and so you showed me some McDonald's and Wendy's videos. Mm. Um, but in terms of cooking and that sort of chaotic energy, it leads right into our first show, The Bear, which... Yes. Uh, encapsulates the kitchen in the most beautiful way possible yes agreed agreed um so do we we jump in it what do you want to do first here are we doing top gun or you want to do uh you want to do the bear uh, let's let's you're right should we touch on gun and get out of the way or you want to do touch gun on gun the bear? touch on gun get okay. it out of the way because you saw yeah, go ahead you just Bite watched size. it tell me what's up yes yeah i went to my local amc theater got a medium popcorn and an icy for the lady and i red and blue mm -hmm. mix it in you know keep it layered so each you know you never know what flavor you're getting when you sip into it full recline um here's how i put it rachel loved the movie which mm -hmm. if it's right. not a rom-com or some kind of drama pretty rare that she likes an action film with with shooting in planes and some death so if that's a telltale sign i loved it here's how i put it right most nostalgia sequel films suck cock they yeah. are horrible, right? Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Park reboot, Star Wars reboot, the second Zoolander. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Most of these films where they bring back all the actors, seems like they keep the same plot. They try to make it funny. They switch it up a little. Top Gun was such a breath of fresh air, and that's how all nostalgic sequels should be, right? 30 years after the original, everyone's saying it's amazing. And I just watched the first Top Gun. I rewatched it. I saw it a while back. And it's slow, right? We could be on. It's it a is. good throwback film, but it's fine. I mean, the whole time they're just training and they're playing beach volleyball. They look like me shirtless. And it's just, I mean, it, it's a good film, but none of it's got you at the edge of your seat. 
And I mean, the whole plot was different. I didn't imagine. I thought he was just going to be training a whole new class of recruits and that's it. It was action packed. Uh, a lot of those scenes in the planes were really in the planes. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I they were in the back seat. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. And the movie theater speakers were blaring it. I mean, I felt like I was oh, on yeah. the tarmac or in one of these F-18s. It was phenomenal. Yeah. The plot, the acting, some yeah. great tossback cameos, right? Val Kilmer got the real throat cancer in real life. They they mm-hmm. worked it into the movie. I mean, I almost cried. I thought it was so good. Yeah, I think you hit some great points, um, especially about the nostalgia, because I was thinking about that today, because I saw this movie like a month ago, um, and I was really trying to get you to watch it. And yes. you weren't about it, which I fully understand. Because the first one's fine. It's good. It's just not like crazy. The first one's not that nuts. Kenny um, Loggins, that's it. Yeah, playing with the boys. Is, yeah, yeah. I'm we'll more of a highway to the danger zone guy, but for sure. That's fair. I'm more playing with the boys. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I was thinking about the nostalgia I'm thing. I'm not going to diddle your kids. I'm not going to diddle your kids. <laughs> so the nostalgia thing is like you brought it up with Star Wars, and it's the exact. I literally thought about today at the gym. Um, like that movie relied on nostalgia and then ended up copying the first fucking movie. So yeah. much it relied on nostalgia, it remade the movie. Yeah. This by no means that this had this is I want to compare it to Stranger Things in a different way, because Stranger Things isn't a reboot, but it's like a respectful nod to nostalgia. It's yes. a handshake with it. It's like I know it's there. I'll use a few stupid gimmicks in Top Gun. Top Gun inherently isn't doesn't take itself too seriously, has some stupid dad jokes has some stupid tropes and like characters and Tom Cruise is like kind of, it's kind of goofy, but it works so well because they know what they're doing. It's obvious. Yeah. They're doing it. So I thought it was a handshake with nostalgia. It said, we know you're there. We're going to use you just enough, just enough and not make this movie a nostalgic movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the plot points are great. The last 40 minutes. I mean, yeah, I thought talk, very yeah. intense. I mean, yeah. very intense. That was a full on, dogfight crazy mission the whole first movie the only action was the last 10 minutes they're shooting migs out of nowhere and this time they're preparing for it it's intense people are gonna die it was i I wouldn't be surprised to find out either that tom cruise probably had a big uh a big hand in the plot and the production because knowing tom cruise and the movies he puts out he wasn't about to be a part of a film that's just a bullshit nod nostalgic hacked no. up right like did, he wanted it to be a good film did you see it did he have like the thank you for coming to the movie theater in the beginning yeah, which was so cool i thought well, yeah. i thought that was an odd well i was like really wanting you to watch it because if you saw this movie at your house it would not nearly nearly do the same thing this is such a movie theater movie this is just like an all-time like movie it's summer it's blockbuster it's fucking america it's tom cruise in an airplane mm-hmm. and it's like I'm not a huge action movie guy and like I haven't seen a ton and but like I've seen like two Mission Impossibles. They're fine. Mm-hmm. This movie was so damn good. It's done over a billion dollars worldwide now, which is absurd. Wow. Um, but like a reason it works and you compare it to the old movie where they're just shooting the MIGs out of nowhere in the first ones. Like this one very clearly told us what they're doing. Very clearly throughout the movie, this mission was obvious. They're going under. They can't cross this line. They have to go this speed. They have to hit these two markers. And it was like, once those guys do that, then the second crew does this. And it was so obvious for us to follow. And then when they did it, also, I think one of the best scenes is when Tom Cruise proves he can do it in the practice run. So, oh, cool. so sick. So, so cool. sick. 
But when they actually do it, dude, my heart has never raced like that. Maybe since I saw Baby Driver in theaters, um, my heart's never raced. Like, I felt like I was in the cockpit when they do the jump. When they go up, they go, yeah, yeah. <gasps> I mean, I was, I was, I was yeah. definitely bobbing in the chair. They're, it's the close up in the cockpit. Bob left. Bob right. Bob left. And I'm just, oh shit! You know, I'm on the roller coaster from hell. Yeah, Tom Cruise is when he does the practice. He goes, two, two. Yeah, he's like good, really well timed grunts. Well timed and a good he's old. grunts. He's old. Yeah, he's old. he's he's an he's an old boy. He's an old sport. And I mean, this movie like really really was good. Like we could probably talk about it for a lot longer than we are. Um, but the bear was almost just that good too that we're gonna have to really touch on it. Um, and I think a lot of people like the bear. I do think a lot of people have seen Top Gun because it's done over a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, but I think Miles Teller was solid. Um, hmm. I thought Hangman was solid. I thought Cruz yeah. was actually really good. He's a much better. He gets a lot of shit because he's weird in real life. But he kind of killed this role. He was more than just like a cocky, arrogant. I'm the best pilot. Like he's deeper than that. And I, it mm-hmm. showed this this movie was just well balanced. It knew what it was, um, and I was just like the practicality of it all is what made it so good. It was so real, like like yeah. I said earlier, it's a, it, the most American blockbuster movie ever. It was all pretty much practical, and it showed, and it came through the screen and the speakers so well. Yeah, yeah. Um, John Hamm, I thought did great too. Great addition to the Top Gun. Yeah. Top Gun series right there. He was solid. Ed Harris in the very beginning, the man in black. <laughs> yeah. That, that, um, that, that, uh, thing Cruz was flying was so cool. Yeah, too. Mock. You got to get to Mach 10, not 10.1, not 10.2 Mach 10. Right. That was yeah. badass. Um, yeah. And then he like, he walks in that little, uh, bar, which is just a funny scene. And, and you get the nostalgic throwback playing with the boys, not volleyball, but football all shirtless yeah. as well. They all look yeah. cut. They look great. And, and like, what was surprising about this movie is like you well not surprised you didn't have to see the first one by any means. No, Rachel did they, didn't. Did they res, did they say respects to the first one? Did they copy exact things in the first one? Yes. So that's more of a benefit to the viewer who did see it. But like the football scene works even yeah. without knowing playing with the boy scene, which is an absurd, pretty famous scene. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> like it still works. So the movie itself was kind of timeless. Like it kind of stood out on its mm-hmm. own. Yeah. Um, final thing I'll say about it, other than it being a great film, was yeah. I think Tom Cruise performance gave me newfound love for Scientologists and L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, you know, I at first I think they're weird. You know, they there's actually a church of Scientology right downtown, pass by it all the time. Yeah. Uh they're handing out pamphlets, the whole thing. They look like uh what's it, Jehovah's Witness. Um, you know, Scientologists get a bad rap. Newfound love, right? Tom Cruise is taking his kids away from Nicole Kidman because they're Scientologists. I'm going, what's going on? But I see this movie. I see Tom Cruise bring back Pete Mitchell. And I'm thinking to myself, L. Ron Hubbard maybe wasn't that far off. You know, he trained a good group of religious soldiers. John Travolta, Tom Cruise. Dude, Dennis, the FBI is coming for you. You're in trouble. Um, I think the FBI hates Scientologists too. Probably. No, that's what I'm saying. You're saying you like them though. Oh, you're correct. Yes, they would. I'm I'm flagged. Yeah, I got flagged um, for that. You're correct. Uh, an unnamed an unnamed girl that we both know was at was in Denver and took a picture of like a sunset or skyline or something. And <laughs> without probably knowing, I mean like this much of the picture was like it was like this, this on the sunset. 
this was the Church of Scientology. Yeah. I don't think she had a fucking clue. No, I don't think she had a smack clue. dab, smack dab. You can see it. I mean, it is right. It is a big old brick building. It is painted on the side. Yeah, Church yeah. of Scientology. You know, she she didn't know. She didn't know. Maybe she thought it was a museum or something like that. Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. A science the museum. Arts. Uh, yeah. yeah the, the, the arts. arts. It's the arts. Um, I I do want to wrap up Top Gun. I let's be honest. If you haven't seen it yet. Probably your last chance to go see in theaters. Totally worth it. Movie theater, movie theater, movie. Yeah. Um, movie but I'm theater, thinking, movie theater, what, movie. what's your what's your call name? What's your call name? Oh shit, that's like, good. Are you, you Maverick? Be... I used to, um, are we I coming up with our own, or are we are we picking? Are we making it up? No, you're coming up with your own. I want to say my favorite from the movie was definitely um. Where is it? Not not fanboy. It Warlock. Was, um... No, it was Bob. Payback. I fucking love Payback. Payback. Payback's a sick name. Huh, that's kind of nice. I thought Hangman was cool. Maybe I could be uh, Jumpsuit. Maybe that would be mm. my call sign, Jumpsuit. I think that's pretty okay. slick. Yeah, I uh, Hangman was a great character in the movie um, and good name. But I'm thinking I'm thinking I'd go by Boss Baby. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> I, I know how serious you're taking it. I could either be <laughs> I could either be Jumpsuit or Fat Hog, right? <laughs> like, you're... Here comes Fat Hog. Uh, what's up, boys? What's up? But Fat Hog is just you're by for the slowest pilot in Top Gun. There's no reason for you to. God damn it, oh. Fat Hog! Uh, I I I won Top Gun off a of technicality, right? The, the the four pilots in front of me crashed. It was horrible. Yeah. So Fat Hog got the title and the trophy. It's like put Fat Hog in the back. The the back of the plane's leaning every time. God damn it, Fat Hog. They bring, they bring in the 12 pilots. They're picking six for the mission. The second I sit down, they go, Fat Hog, you're automatically a reserve. And I go, okay. <laughs> I go, okay. I am not here to push any buttons. All right? I get what you're doing here. Uh, uh, I, I don't know why. I was just I was at the gym. I was like listening to a quick podcast about Top Gun because I just wanted to get the memories flowing again about the movie. Um, yeah. And I thought about it. I was like, what would, your, what would your call name be? Yeah, I like that. I like Jumpsuit or Fat like Hog. That. And your baby, baby driver, baby boy. I'm boss. I'm boss, baby. Boss, baby. Okay. I, I think I like baby boy better, but boss baby yeah. will work. God damn it, baby boy and fat hog. <laughs> I'm flying in the same place. I'm fish eye. I'm fish eye. Come on, hog. You know. <laughs> God damn. It. No, it's more like a Jet Porkins from uh, Star Wars. Red Six just keeps yeah. going down in the, yeah. dive, in the uh, i'm too low I'm i can't see out of these things you know oh fat hog we didn't even see a tie fighter yet boss right you're doing the flying i'm in the back on the radar gun i'm just chewing fried chicken right i am just munching <laughs> away i'm sitting there you're like weapons up i go we got 25 minutes till we're in the strike zone all right i am starved i am no, starved I, you like pull down the mic it's like you're chewing on the bone it's like huh <laughs> your mic's on your, your mic's fucking on, Hog. I'm yeah. just flying at 300 miles per hour right now. I feel like Key and Peele could, could materialize that. I think that could be a good skit. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Maybe Tim um, Robinson. Tim Robbins. Well, yeah. No, no, that would be a good Key and Peele skit. But um, Top Gun's done over a billion dollars. I read that Cruz got paid like $12 million to do it, and he gets 10% of all gross after movie theaters, I guess. So he's going to That's a handsome 10- number. I think gross after movie theaters is like 40 to 50% of whatever it is. So he's going to get 10% of like 500 million, let's say, or 600 million. That's a, that's a healthy number. I would, I, I, I'd like to go on record and say that's a healthy number. I think he's already rich. So, um, but let's move on because 
I was fanboying over Tom Cruise. I know you were fanboying over Scientology. I kind of just went on Tom Cruise <laughs> kick on YouTube. He's badass as fuck. He actually flies planes. He stalls out helicopters. He does whatever the fuck he wants. It's because he's a man of science, not a man of faith, right? He's, <laughs> you know, he, he knows it's going to work. He knows what he's doing. Um, yeah. I need to take a drink of water before we move on here. Yeah, swig that. Down the gullet. You're not, you're not even going to give – you got to give an ASMR uh, uh, swallow. Uh-huh. Like a, okay. Something like that. <sighs> I forgot we used to randomly do ASMR in our videos. We used to click on it like, what's up, what's up? Yeah. Um, all, right. all right. Bear. I got it. Yes. I will, I will move us on here. Um, so <laughs> the bear is an FX on Hulu show, which I – like a Dave – does it atlanta does it yeah there's a few more like maybe the americans i think's one um all surprisingly decent shows for what you think fx would put out all surprisingly good so i think fx actually has like some premium products like i don't think they make shit shows because they don't like pump out a lot so like what they Uh do pump out i think's pretty good um i don't watch a ton of it but when i have seen it has been good but the bear is new it's on hulu now um and before we're not going to go into spoilers first, because I bet a lot of people haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, uh, a chef who's a Michelin star rated chef, best chef in the world. Um, his brother dies and he comes and he has to come back to run his old restaurant, his brother's old restaurant, which is a Chicago beef shop. And obviously he runs into some characters in there. But the show is set up as a comedy, comedy drama, but it's set up as a comedy. So it has this massive cast and collection of characters that make up this kitchen um mm-hmm. a lot of it's shot in the kitchen um and it the show itself cre- shows what it's really really like to be in a kitchen and it does it in such an amazing way and i thought the show was really 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 fucking good yeah i thought it was really fucking good yeah yep um Cool thing about it too, I, f- I feel like a lot of the actors and actresses weren't aren't very well known. So yeah. we, you know, we're introduced to possibly rising stars or people we'll see around, or you know, maybe just yeah. a one and done show. But I mean, on par. Ve- yes, very exciting. You mentioned it earlier when we were watching these expo videos and whatnot. I mean, some of those episodes are intense, and, and mind you, we're getting this chef from a Michelin star caliber restaurant, Michigan Michelin star chef into this more or less inner city pop in, get a beef sandwich, beef sub kind of ordeal in this more or less broken down restaurant. And it's an interesting wild ride, which I didn't think I needed, but I'm happy that I got. Yeah. And something I want to talk about, because before we go into spoilers, I'll say it a thousand times. I cannot help myself. I can't help myself. I say it every time. Um, this show, like, I was reading some stuff on Twitter, like, just kind of seeing what general people think of it. Most people liked it. But, like, people were like, oh, my God, this show gave me so much anxiety. I could hardly get through the episodes. And it was like, to me, this show created the best type of anxiety and tension and sort of stress compared to a show like Barry, which I just finished. Where, like, you want to talk about being anxious during a show and having to stop it? That's Barry. Barry's fucking sinister. It's mm. dark. It's mm. like, oh, my God. This yeah. show's just like... I cut my fucking finger. Get the fuck out of my way. Or like, like, and it feels real. Yeah. I, Oh, this was my, my big point here was 
the stress is real and all of that but like what doesn't make me anxious is that it's like set up like a comedy so in the first episode they get a uh a c rating for their cleanliness whatever the fuck it's, it's the that's the second episode and does that mean we're officially in spoiler territory no no, no, if, no, you're, no, if, you're no. On, if you're on all right all right no all right. it's not it's not a spoiler they be mindful it, be mindful I padwan i am but it's like in my head it's like they're fucked the restaurant is sunk it's over but it's set up like a comedy where the next episode they move on right and that's where i lose that sort of anxiety and stress where it's like oh i can't watch this anymore it's like you right. can there's a huge problem they're dealing with there's a huge problem but every micro problem yeah it, it gets resolved and you can move on which i feel like is so refreshing especially watching side by side with barry yeah 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 for sure i mean i, I think the perfect way to put it is in a restaurant the show always goes on right it's you're not mm-hmm. going to get this mm-hmm. more of a hard stop or something that's going to derail the restaurant or the process it's a restaurant you got to keep making food you got to battle through adversity you're not just going to shut your doors you know it's yeah. people's livelihoods that you're working with here yeah no absolutely that's a good way to put it, it is the restaurant it opens the next day they always show it the clock's always ticking there's yeah. always a time you have to make it um, yes. So before you get into spoilers, I guess just like a general pitch to someone watching this show is like, it's eight episodes, I think. Or eight. Nine, eight. Not, yeah, eight. It's eight episodes. They're set up as 30-minute episodes. Um, finale was but, an hour. Yeah, finale is 45 minutes. Episode eight was 20 minutes. And I thought that was a beautiful, beautiful use of a TV show. Um, yeah. But generally, it has this massive cast of characters it's so refreshing to see a kitchen in this light. It has some like intense and serious tones while the, sh- but the show lately, well, the show feels light and like uh comedic in a way where the show yeah. carries on every episode, but the tones are there. And I thought like with the food, with the big cast and like seeing the kitchen like that and like good act, really good acting. Like, I don't know, man, I was hooked. I was really, mm-hmm. really hooked. And like, you kind of have to watch it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people know I consume, I've watched the show in 24 hours. I watched all eight episodes in 24 hours at night. And then the next night at night, it's bite-sized, right? 20, 23 minute episodes. You rifle through it. I mean, but it's worth it. I mean, it's, it's more than just a kitchen, right? I mean, you mentioned it. brother dies. No spoil. This isn't spoilers. It's an synopsis a little bit. Brother dies. He's got some shady shit going on and he's trying to run this restaurant that he just took over all while trying to piece together his dead brother's past that he hasn't spoken to in whatever they say, eight years. So you're getting little flashbacks. You're you're picking up on some dark shit. You know, they're mm-hmm. rapidly in debt to, to like their uncle or whoever it is. And yeah. it's intense. You know, they got to pay him back. They got to keep the restaurant open. They got to keep it organized. They gotta yeah. keep the food coming out. It is it's it's digestible. Like you said, it's not overly anxious, but at times you get pretty fucking stressed. Yeah. I, I just loved the stress it gave me. It was more like encapsulating than like a stress where like I need to grab my phone because I can't look at this anymore. Like yeah. I'm really, really, really worried. Like, mm-hmm. is there fires and awful days in the kitchen? Yes, but I'm never like I can't watch this. So that's like kind of my pitch. And like, we'll move into spoilers. It's on Hulu. 
Yep. Um, Jeremy Allen White, who's from Shameless. Um, yep. What is he playing? Actor. Is he Lip? Is he Lip Gallagher yeah. in Shameless? Yeah, I've never. He's seen great, it, but I was yeah. He kills it. I just think it's like it's so different than what we're getting consistently on TV. Like the the yeah. shit we've been watching, it's so so different and really good breath of fresh air. So I highly yeah. recommend it. Indeed, indeed. Um, All right. Um, what do you say? Moving to the scores here. Yeah, we're moving to scores and spoilers. Um, so scores first, then spoilers. If anyone, yeah, spoilers are coming though. Spoil- so you know if uh, if you're knocking on the door, turn around and walk away because it's about yeah, to get it's time real. To go actually, t- turn on Hulu actually and watch the first yeah. episode. Yeah, go right ahead and fuck off um, and then come back to us. So I, I'm. This is where scoring gets tough because we've done Obi Wan, which was not great. So and then we did Stranger Things, which was great. So there was a separation. The bear was great. So it's like. How do I can rank it next to Stranger Things? Like really, like this massive, massive uh-huh. hour and a half long episode shows. How do I rank it? So that's kind of where I'm at, and I don't know. I'm nervous again. You're going first. I did it last week. You gotta you take the leap of faith. You're jumping into the deep end. Come on, okay, baby so boy. I, I gave yeah, baby boy, fat hog. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I gave Stranger Things an eighty-eight, and. I honestly think, actually, I know. I enjoyed the bear more than I enjoyed Stranger Things. Okay. In different ways. Sure. I maybe enjoyed the experience of watching Stranger Things. You are a chef. You're a master chef. This this spoke to you. This, this spoke to you. made me want to cook so bad. It made me want to cook yeah. so bad. I thought, I'll talk about it again, the, the way they set up like a comedy, like the cast of characters, right? The whole kitchen's there. I loved that. I loved the dark under or the serious undertones that is that uh, Carmi's facing with his brother, that Sydney's facing, that Richie's facing, mm-hmm. that uh, the the baker chef's facing. Marcus, yeah, Marcus. Marcus. I I I loved it, and I wanted to watch so much more of it every day. I'm gonna give it a ninety. Whoa! All right. Yeah. All right. Okay, I like it. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll go. I, that was amazing. I, I really felt your soul come out there. That was quite a special moment for me on the other side of this camera. Um, same kind of ordeal. Loved it. I'm not as big as a passionate cooker. Did it make me want to cook? Fuck yeah. Did I make a grilled cheese yeah. after? Absolutely. Bacon, <laughs> banana peppers. It was all there. Burnt it a little bit. I'm not as good as Carmine. I gave this show an 85 in 85 yeah. above average. I thought it was awesome. I gave stranger things. What a 91, I believe. So yeah. a little bit less, um, for me, I think more it lied in the pacing, maybe the storytelling. It's hard. I feel like to fit an amazing show into 23 minute episodes, you're going to lose the occasional plot point. Um, you know, mm-hmm. some things are going to last multiple seasons cause you can't fit every scene and, and everything into a 23 minute episode, you know? But I don't want it to sound like I hated it. I gave it an 85. It's above average. Um, I love the storyline. The flashbacks you get of Carmine's brother, uh, what Mikey was his name, right? Played by John Bert yeah. Bernthal, who is a pretty yeah. well-known actor. Walking Dead, um, yeah. that one Marvel show, he was in The Wolf of Wall Street. Very known actor. I would have liked to see a little bit more of him. He was great. You know, I bet we he's going to be probably. big next yeah. season for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I love that storyline of piecing it together. Uh, The ending, I mean, when you find out that his brother wasn't the biggest piece of shit in the world and he left all the money 
in those tomato cans, which is first episode. Why the fuck is he using these small tomato cans? Why are we spending so much money on the tomato cans? Talk about a chef's kiss, right? I mean, oh my God, I thought it was great. Um, He's coming in. He's uh, putting together a French brigade, which is how they run these high restaurants. Seeing him try to turn around, not only trying to turn around this deli shop, this sandwich shop, but actually be able to command the respect of the chefs that have been there for 15 years that are just there to cook, that are just there to have fun, that never really thought of this as a real job. To see them buy in, Tina, Marcus, everybody, even Cousin Rich, by even Cousin by the end of it, I thought was just beautiful. Oh, my God. By the end of it, they're all going, yes, chef, behind chef. Like, oh, man. I mean, yeah. it was great. I I, I, no, I, I think this it. is where – no, I think it's where me and you separate each other a little bit is like uh, with, with me ranking higher than this. I enjoyed the sm- shorter episodes. And like I'm gonna keep comparing to Stranger Things because that's the only show. I mean, we have Obi Wan to base off, but like Stranger Things was so long and so big, and that's what made it so fun. Yeah. But this show was short and easy to watch. But like I didn't want yeah. to end, right? Like yeah, it was this a character one, I didn't binge in a day. I made sure I really made sure I separated it episode by episode or maybe two at a time for me. Um, but I just thought like the themes of like I, I every character really spoke and like. Yeah. really had layers yeah, to them without us having so cool. to get the backstory. I thought Sydney yeah. I thought Sydney was really good. I thought Marcus, Richie, Sydney, Carmi were amazing. And then mm-hmm. like you get the comedy, like you get Fack and like you have these other guys in the kitchen. Everyone's a part of this team from dishwasher yes. to head chef Carmi. And like you see that at the family dinners when they have family, which was mm-hmm. uh, but the pasta was so so well done because he yes. he hated the pasta. Why the fuck did we get the small cans? Yeah, yeah he's piecing it together. Um, I guess the only big gripe I had with the show was his sister. I I thought it was just kind of a waste of space. Um, and didn't add much to it. No, nothing really but, meaningful. Um, every single time she was probably the every only... time she was yeah. Every she just kind of was like, every time you need to, you need to take care of yourself. Yeah. Every every time she was on camera, it was I'm grieving too, right? It was the same line over and over again. Take yeah, care of yourself. Answer yeah. my phone. Um, her husband was a funny little comedic relief. Pete was his name, I think, the whole time. Like oh, I want to roll yeah. with the boys. Shut up, Pete. Shut the fuck up, Pete. Right? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Great show. Please go watch it. I, um, I beg of you. I. Yeah, we can we can get into how we broke it down, I and mean, we don't really have to as much because the show's much no, you know, minor, smaller we'll touch, size. We'll touch. Yeah, real quick. Um, the other thing I want to say is, like, I, I don't know if anyone here has seen Barry. I'm not going to spoil anything about Barry, but Barry's considered a dark comedy, right? Mm-hmm. This season of Barry, it, it had funny moments at times. Really it was not just in dark. The last three episodes. Really not in the last episodes. But it was, like, it was a sinister, serious, serious fucking tones. I mean, we're talking serious tones, like abuse yeah. and PTSD. Yeah. And yeah friend all sorts of serious stuff like that whereas like there's funny moments this show was set up like a sitcom like a comedy like i said things reset after the time you're like fuck dude he dropped the xanax in the yeah in the, uh, in the lemonade like, they yeah, owe this guy all this money yeah oh they owe God. this guy all this money and it's like he's like i don't care and that was just like uh that felt so refreshing to me to be able to like yes. have a show that's serious but it's 
based on this like sitcom setup. And the last thing I want to say before we go into it, because I'm running here, is like I thought the use. So obviously in terms of streaming, like movies have moved into TV shows. TV shows have become extremely cinematic, long form, Stranger Things, Obi-Wan, Loki, yeah. uh, WandaVision. You get the idea. It's like it's become this form of cinema in terms of this long form storytelling. I thought totally. like this show was a great use of puzzling it together. And then with the short episodes, but the finale being 46 minutes, episode seven being a one shot, one shot. It's all one shot. They did not cut it. One shot, 23 minute episode of pure chaos, which set it up. Like that's how it's like, if you have the opportunity to do that in storytelling and TV, it's like, you don't have to do about commercials. You don't have a 30 minute time slot. You have all the freedom in the world doing stuff like that was so creative, so new, so refreshing to me. And that episode seven was amazing. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was, we're talking about not being anxious. Episode seven was fucking anxious, right? I mean, the yeah, ticket no, thing yeah. is going the, for the full yeah, 20 minutes. The the, it was going the full it's 20 minutes. Cousin Richie gets stabbed. Everything's falling apart in the kitchen. People are overcooking. Sydney's losing her mind. Marcus is focusing on perfecting his donuts that Carmine goes absolutely not. He loses his shit. It doesn't stop. The whole time, it's the ticket. Sk, sk, sk. The tickets are just coming out, coming out, I coming out. Too. I'm sweating. I'm so, I told you. I texted you. I, I, I took my shirt off yeah. in episode seven yeah. because I was losing my shit. But the show must go on. Right, they came yeah, back for episode eight. So it's like, and and like I said, with that episode was so freaking stressful, and I felt it. Like I've been in a kitchen, I've cooked before. That take the tickets when the tickets go, when the tickets go, and you can't grab them, and they start folding. It's it's the the worst. But yeah. that episode ends, and we don't have to watch the full cleanup of what we don't yes we we have to watch what happens with the characters we have to watch them rebuild that but it's not like oh you have to deal with them losing all these customers and them ruining their business like that like i said that's that relief you get but that episode was masterful in terms of creating stress tension that was beautiful Um, like they could win a they can win an an emmy just for that yeah so i I an oscar reading and watching stuff about it it's it is it's one shot so it's one shot and they have to rehearse it like a play because they recorded where they made a replica. I think they recorded in an actual kitchen at first. I don't know if they made a replica after, but the camera couldn't move. So there was no like fake wall. It's not like that fake TV. So the camera yeah. was in there with them. So it's like a well rehearsed dance. So they had to dance around the camera and they did it like filmed it like four times or something. Came out beautiful. I am. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that. I, I, I feel like I picked Me up too. on it and I read about it after, but I have to, I'll definitely have to go back and and actually put that together. That's pretty cool. That's pretty gnarly. Yeah, because in terms of being and like getting into like the filmmaking and the camera work, like being a little nerdy about like people like love to do one shots and like make it like this big grand thing or like a long shot and like really walk it around the people. But sometimes it's so it's usually so obvious that they're doing it. They're trying to like show off. It's like cool. Yeah. You know, cool. I noticed that. You don't want to notice it. And I didn't really notice in this episode because the one shot created the chaos. It created the yes of them being on it and being like back behind chef and the dropping. And it's like you were there with them. And that's when you do a gimmicky filmmaking technique like that or not gimmicky. You don't want to notice it. You want it to like really bring you in. And that's what it did. Which is why I'm saying that I got to go back and watch it because I I didn't I felt like I was so immersed in that kitchen with those cooks and those people that it never even occurred to me that it was one shot. I knew it was one scene, yeah. right? I mean, you, you don't leave that fucking kitchen. Yeah. But I didn't. I, I You're just so into it. 
You were so into it. Yeah. No, like, um, I don't know. You just don't see that sort of thing on TV anymore. And like, yeah, stuff like that. And I just, it was refreshing. Was, like, it felt like cable amount. television. Yeah. It was like that perfect like, good, amount of good risk taking. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And the food itself looked amazing and it made yeah. me want to get back in the kitchen. And like something else that I re- related to, and it's like, let me be honest. I worked as a pizza chef, but like, I was in like a, one of those, you know, like a fancy restaurant. Like I made you $19 pizza. So I was, I was like yeah. cooking. I was like stressed and sweating and that sort of shit. The the one thing is like when Sydney tries to go to sleep one night, same with Carmi, they could just get like flashes of like beef going like, shh, like sizzling. Dude, you feel it. You cannot wind down after that. You have to yeah. smoke cigarettes. I mean, yeah. I don't know how you wind so, down after doing that stuff. Probably the coolest part of the show was them just beaming darts. I mean, that was, I talk yeah. about feeling the pressure. I wanted a cigarette, you know, I'm, I was watching with two zins in my mouth, you know, not because I was crazy overstressed, but I mean, after episode seven, I'm like, whew, good work guys. You know, bad work, but you're, you you made it out alive. You know, you're going to bed. No, it's like, yeah, it was just, they really, really showed the kitchen, right? They showed it correct. What it's actually like, and in a perfect light. And they showed that their family at the end of the day, which makes it good because you root for everybody in that kitchen. You're not just on the army side. And we Correct. can talk about that. I mean, we're, we're deep into the podcast episode, so we can touch on each topic. We can touch on acting here. Um, but like Carmi himself is not one dimensional by any means. He's not just an arrogant chef asshole. Like he actually cares about them. And like that shows in a lot of his scenes with Sydney. He's like, has to be an asshole to, for her to help. And he is an asshole because he's stressed, but he's also like good to her. And same with Marcus. Like he slams that donut on the ground, but he eats it. Right. Yeah. He like has that good in him. And it's like, I read something that he's like an anti-hero and it's like, he's not an anti-hero by any means. Barry is an anti-hero. Uh, Walter White is an anti-hero. Um, what the fuck's to do for Mad Men? So anti-hero, uh, John Hamm. And it's like, Carmi to me, he's not, he's not, he's not a bad guy. He's not doing bad things. He's just stressed and he's in a kitchen and he's a chef. Like that's how it kind of is. So I yeah. thought he was an amazing actor and he was lovable. And like I said yep. earlier, the cast goes down. I thought it was all good acting. Yep. Same, same here. You know, I'll be brief with it. Carmi. Awesome. Cousin Richie. Awesome. Uncle Cicero. Awesome. I mean, just the evolution of the characters, right? I forget the one guy's name from Somalia. And you know, that's the little comedic relief there. Like yeah. once an episode, you heard him telling some funny story about Somalia. Yeah. He gets, Richie gets stabbed and he's telling him, yeah, and the warlords took over. Or he's like, I was the number one, you know, whatever cook back in Mogadishu. And you're like, yeah, oh, that's so like, yeah. you know, you felt the character. You don't know him. He didn't get a lot of screen time. He didn't get a lot of lines. But he delivered it perfectly. I mean, they all did. The flashbacks, right. seeing, you know, it was great. You know, for acting, it was solid. And I love when you get a show. It reminds me of Game of Thrones, right? You get a show where right off the rip, you don't know any of the characters. None of them are big characters, right? You get one main character, Ned Stark or Carmine. You get the guy from, you right. get the guy from Shameless. Right. And everybody else makes their way into your heart where you go, they're a good actor. I don't know why they don't have roles yeah. before. Maybe these roles are just perfect for them, but they are fucking great. No, the Game of Thrones comparisons right on with these characters. Like they're all going to grow on me, and there will probably that most likely be a season two. It's a very popular show right now. Yes, it's like starting to get oh, a lot for of sure. popularity. Um, for sure. And like I said, it is that huge. It's the Office. It's Parks and Rec. There are so many characters, and in season one, you don't know all of them, and you might see one of them for only ten minutes in a whole season. But those ten minutes, yeah, you know who he is, and it's well worth. Yeah. It. So yep. good acting, Agreed. top to bottom. Yep. We'll speed through oh, these other ones here. Keep it, 
keep it palpable. Yeah. We have plot here. You know, we can mix plot, creativity, entertainment together. Plot, yeah, I thought was I think awesome. Entertainment plot separate. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, entertainment plot separate. But plot, I think, was awesome. I think season two is probably going to be better than season one just because I am so excited to see more of these flashbacks. More of more of yeah. Carm's flashbacks to when he was in the Michelin thing. I mean, you saw how cutthroat that was. Your dog shit. You're a piece of shit. Shove yeah. it up your ass. Why are you here? And I felt so bad. I'm like, and he's so calm and composed, right? This whole, the plot was so cool, right? I mean, he's coming back and transforming this beef shop, which as we know at the end of season one is going to turn into more of a fine dining establishment, right? Uh, the beef is gone. The bear is here, well, right? It might not be, it's not going to be Michelin star, but you know, they're probably going to incorporate some better dishes like the risotto and stuff yeah. like that. No, just the one thing, you're right, but they just referenced him and Sydney when they were like talking about their dream for this place. They're like sandwich, sandwich and yeah. or something like, yeah, they were like yeah. Italian family style. Um, they'll have the, the deli window in the corner, a little mix of both, yeah. right? Not fine dining, but better than what it is now. And uh-huh. it'll be cool. Right. You know, probably a whole transformation. Um, but to go with that, right. I mean, to wrap up plot, at least for me, it's, you got this whole thing of him redeeming himself, him getting back in touch with his family and, and people from his hometown that he hasn't talked to since he left for New York city a decade ago. And you're piecing together his dead brother's story and what went wrong for him. This cheery, uplifting guy that ran this family shop that everybody loves, kills himself, takes out all this money, leaves some of this money, screws over some people, keeps other people close. I mean, I think season two, if they do it, which I would almost bet my life savings they do, which is not very much, is going to be phenomenal. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, The the tone of addiction was there and like it was pretty serious and the way it weighed on Carmi, the way it weighed on Richie, it was like heavy. And I thought that like leaked into the plot and the characters very well. The idea of the show of Carmi coming back and trying to fix it up. It's the idea. He's trying to like his whole life and Sydney's whole life. They've been told what to do by shitty chefs and shitty people. And they've been put in shitty situations with tweezers and twisting herbs and shit. They never wanted to do. And it's like, like what if we could do it different what if we could get ownership here and it's like sydney was trying the whole time but carmy was overwhelmed and it all broke and they had that like revelation at the end like this is how we're going to do it we're going to do something new here we're going to do it the right way and i think that's so exciting and refreshing and it's so exciting for the next season um plot i said a thousand times like kind of the no stakes episodes i loved it i thought the comedy was there throughout and i thought Mm -hmm. they kept that end goal of they need to pay back this money. This restaurant's falling apart. How do we fix it? It was a slow rise to that goal. So I thought plot was well done. Yep. Um, 100%. Kind of combined creativity and entertainment here. I feel like yeah, when you get an intense, cooking, an intense cooking show, it's, it's a really good chef building back up a Michelin star restaurant or a really good chef trying something different, but it's going to be bougie or opening up a restaurant. I, I feel it's yeah. very rare frankly, I can't even think of a show or a documentary or anything like that where you get this good chef come to more or less this dump and tries to keep it the same, but more of a well-oiled machine and respectable. And I just think that is a really cool take on the restaurant business and how it might be for some places. You know, I don't know. I'm sure there's those stories out there. I just think it is a very different way to look at restaurant businesses and building it up. And everything doesn't have to be Michelin star. Everything doesn't have no. to be, you know, three stars legitimately. It could be its own slice of heaven. And I thought that was great. And then the entertainment, right? We touched on it all over the place. The one shot, figuring it all out, you know, fucking zanning 
all these kids at this birthday party, figuring this shit. Where's the money going? How am I going to pay this back? Yeah. The fight in the restaurant where you think that Richie's about to go to jail for manslaughter. You know, I mean, yeah. it is entertaining. And it could really happen in, in downtown Chicago. You know, it's mm-hmm. it felt real. Never once did it seem like this show is reaching. This show's out of yeah, touch yeah, with yeah. reality. It felt real. I was entertained. I felt like I was in the kitchen. It was great. Absolutely. It was absolutely grounded throughout the movie, the, the, the TV show. It was grounded in reality. And the entertainment value was there in the kitchen. I mean, the banter, we haven't talked about it. We loved it. Yes, Chef, Heard, Corner, the fucking cakes, Marcus, Fire 24, yeah. all the slang, all the like yeah. bullshit. Fuck you. I love the way Richie talks. Like all that banter and stuff was so good, so entertaining. In the kitchen itself, the food looked amazing. I thought they did a great job of showing the food and showcasing them actually cooking. Um, right. Yes. I thought it that, was a, yeah. Yes. It was a perfect blend. You know, sometimes with shows like this, you're not going to get them yeah. cooking at all. It's just more about the drama, not really about the restaurant. Yeah. Like yeah. they're in a restaurant, but it doesn't really have to do with cooking. Perfect blend of making this yes. feel like a cooking show as well as this comedy drama character piece, right? Great mix yeah. of all the wheel all the wheel of fortune and that's what i'm definitely been looking for in my recent media like i'm looking for balance especially in tv shows like they sometimes they just go so far one way and forget this way or whatever it's like the show really met me down the middle in so many aspects in terms of characters not being too much in terms of story being grounded in terms of them showing the actual kitchen and the food because it was about that but it was also about so much more and like I, I thought it was masterful. I thought it was extremely entertaining and I always wanted more and I'm excited, excited for season two. Fuck yeah. Amen. Um, final category here. I'll go first. I did authenticity. Lord knows we've watched enough YouTube and documentaries and movies about stuff in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, like you just said, the banter, the amount of tastefulness with the cooking, the different, like you said, it's a family. Every person, get, you know, you know, you know, the busboys, the kitchen dudes, you know, the, the, the dishwashers, I mean, you get your pastry chef, you get the sous chef, you have the head chef, you get this all, it felt real, the chaos of what one mistake could be like leaving pre-orders on your online ordering thing the first time you ever use it. I mean, I've seen it. I, like you mentioned, we, we both worked in restaurants when the tickets pile up, you get sweaty, you feel the heat, people get erratic, people snap. I mean, Somebody accidentally got stabbed. He's stabbed. He's Gronk spiking the donut. I mean, it it felt real. It really did. The scenes where they were in the kitchen, him him, uh, grappling with his own PTSD of Lee Carmine, that is, leaving his family and working in this this extremely, what seems to be off a few minor flashbacks, abusive and high-stress Michelin star restaurant where everybody sees you and they go, oh, I bet it was amazing working there. And you say in your head, it's fucked with me. You know, I can't even think straight anymore because of how fucked up I was there. I just, I thought that shed a beautiful light into working in the kitchen. I thought it was so authentic. I thought it was so fucking cool. No, they, they, they like paid respect to what it's really like to be back there to like really love some people really love it and like really want to care for or really trying to make those people who eat the food happy. And I think that showed, um, also Joe McHale, that was Joe McHale who was his abusive head chef of the Michelin star. Yes. 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 He's Um, what was he in? Good note. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 
But one thing I want to touch on before I do mine, it was that um, Carmi's monologue in episode eight. Oh, when awesome. He stands up at the, uh, whatever, um, at that like at the AA, AA meeting. I'm gonna, yeah, it wasn't AA though, but it was. Yeah, L and on. That's what they call it, L and on. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and he has that like whole speech about his brother and why yeah. he why he went there and like. That was part of like we talked about the Stranger Things with like solving the puzzle with them. It makes you feel part of it. We solved the puzzle with him finding out about Mikey, and we also solved the puzzle about finding out why he actually did these things. And like, yeah, it really deepened his character. Um, totally. And I don't even know what my fifth category was, but I can just touch on authenticity too. Sure. Uh, sure. So, right, working in the kitchen was like it's like I've seen people break. I've seen the type of characters that you meet in the kitchen. It was like so right on with all of that. Like you have this guy who does this and this guy who does that, but you all come together. But it's like when people break, dude, they break in the kitchen. It gets, oh yeah. Like you really are sweating and it's Saturday night and you have someone yelling at you or you're yelling at them or something burns. Like if you mess up one thing on a busy night, dude, it's hell. And like, yeah, I would literally quit if that happened to our ticket machine. I would, I yeah. would have to quit, dude. I would, yeah, have to quit. Walk but out. Carmi can't quit. Gone. He can't quit. You know, that I mean? chef. It's his place. It's his place. Fire but all the chickens, was, God damn it! Yeah, fire them all. I, uh, I just thought it was like super respectful to the people who actually do that because, like, you can make a movie about. Someone who's gay, someone who's autistic, someone who uh, is a sports player. You know, it could be literally anything. Some topics more sensitive than others, in all honesty. But it's like if you don't consult them or if you don't know what it's really like, it shows. It like always mm-hmm. shows when people bullshit something like that. Like they yeah. think they know or yep. they whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. They knew and they showed respect. And I thought it was just super authentic. And it turned out to be a great show. Totally. Totally. So um, I, I gave it a, I gave it a big old 90. Yep. Big fat nine zero. I gave it an 85. Consensus is get your ass on that couch. Quite contrary to the active wear beliefs, get on that couch and watch this show because you would love it. You will love it. Yeah. I think it's like kind of anyone would like this show. Yeah. Uh, one yeah. size fits all. It's for all, all viewers, all viewer parties. Even Rachel was watching with me. Yeah. You know, it's it's for anybody. You get it all. Yeah. Semper Fi. Uh, no, it's a, the bear. It's exciting to have this. It's exciting to have the bear on Hulu and like being able to get shows like this because we live in such a world of like oversaturated shit. There's so Netflix flinging shit at the walls and everyone's flinging shit at the walls. And like, it's hard to find shows like this anymore. Like new yes, shows it is. Like this. this show's new. It's not season four of Stranger Things. It's season one of the bear with new actors. Right. I don't know. And a show right. creator you don't know. So it's so refreshing to get something good like this in a, in a streaming service full of oversaturated dog shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said, my friend. Well said, my brother. Yeah. It was right, refreshing. Cousin. Yeah. 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 Cousin. cousin. What, cousin? Fuck off, cousin. No more selling crack or no more selling cocaine behind my restaurant. All right. All right. All right, cousin. Right. Um, yes. Go watch it. It's worth it. Uh, the Bear on Hulu. 23 minute episodes. Yeah. Awesome. Do it. Get live. We can go into what we're going, go into what we're watching as well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, right. Should I go first? You want to go first? I go first. Sure. Sure. Let me know. 
Oh, also, also touching on my parents watching. Um, my dad's like, it's funny they each had something to say. My dad's like, that boy Hunter watches a lot of stuff. Like, you don't even know. You don't even know. They don't call me the consumer because I don't do anything. All right, this boy, this this peanut butter baby watches a lot of shit. I watch a lot of shit. Here's what I do: I work, I golf, I eat, I watch television, and I occasionally work out. Xbox is broken. All right, I don't game. It's broken. Right? Gone. It's done. She's been dead. Those are the four things I do. I eat and I poop. Yeah. I eat shit and I sleep. Eat shit, sleep, <laughs> consume, slave to corporate America, and golf. That's it. That is that is my yeah. starter pack. That is that old Instagram thing. My starter pack is that. <laughs> it's not not a bad life. Not no, a bad life. no, it's a simple life. Hey, it ain't easy work, but it's honest. It's honest work. It's honest. Fucking so let us know what, right. what, do you, uh, what are you watching, man? Oh, me? All right, consuming. Yeah. Apple TV. I texted you about this. The Morning Show. Steve Carell, Jennifer Aniston, right. um, Reese Witherspoon, right. bunch of other characters. Awesome. Because it's right. they, it gets a little out of pace. I feel like you'd never see that, but it'd be cool if you did. But I can absolutely see that being the case at some big entertainment news networks. I mean, it is... A drama. It's it's kind of like what happened at the Today Show with Matt Lauer when he got. That's how the whole show starts when when he got yeah. canned for sexual misconduct, not rape, but sexual misconduct. And the whole show is Steve Carell, who's the Matt Lauer, trying to redeem himself and save face because it was all consensual. But the show that the network is trying to keep their face and and make sure they're not fucking around. And it's this back and forth conscious battle of these reporters and what they want to report on, and, and how long can you let a lie get swept under the rug. It's very good, very entertaining, great acting. I mean, I loved it. You get your stars. Very cool. Um, I'll say it every week. Westworld is back. Episode three I watched last night. Fucking phenomenal. Palpitable. Delicious. I, we got Bernard this week, which was... Bernard. I love you, Jeffrey Wright. I love you, Bernard. Um... Have I seen any movies lately? Gosh, I don't think so. I think honestly in the last week it's just been The Bear, The Morning Show. Uh I don't I don't yeah. think and 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 Top Gun. I, I don't think other than that I've I've cool. gone out and seen any movies. So that's what I'm consuming. Fair enough. I mean, I'm going to start saying movies and you're going to remember that you watched like five more. This, this Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I finished Barry, finished season 3 of Barry. I liked it objectively the season was amazing but like we can maybe talk different about tone i had a hard time i had different a hard tone, time man. really processing it it was dark it season was three is not dark a dark comedy as... it is just dark it, dude it's fucked up i mean i watched a little clip after bill Hader, and he was laughing his ass off he's like trust me trust me next season we will bring back some comedy it will not be just darkness um but it was which i i mean so I on the other hand i kind of I kind of respect that Bill Hader, I think he's trying to really show his, his artistic range and, and he could be a good show. Right. And I mean, like looking at it objectively, it was a great fucking season. I mean, chip off the old block. It is just not season one or two, not season one. or two. No, it, no. And like objectively it is good. And, but like for me as a viewer, I didn't thoroughly enjoy all of it. Did the not put on the seatbelts. Like, right. Oh, it's like a, at times it's like, does that person have to get shot 
does that happen? It was like, it was nonstop. It was nonstop. But yeah, I watched that. It was good. It was good. And I liked it. Um, I also watched the bear. Um, I finished that. I then watched Cha Cha Real Smooth on Apple TV, starring sure. Dakota Johnson sure. and Cooper 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 something. Um, he's only twenty five. This is like his second coming of age movie he wrote, and he acted in it. I really, really, really liked it. It's probably because I related to it a lot, which is rare for me in coming of age movies. Um, so, and I love Dakota Johnson, but I definitely related to it, and I really enjoyed it. It was definitely one of those feel good ones, makes you smile. Sure. Um, coming yeah. of age movie. They are what they are. What they are. Um, and then I was like, hmm, I've never really, I've seen a few coming of age movies. I watched Perks of Being a Wallflower recently, which was awesome. Mm. Um, so mm. I watched The Way, Way, Way Back on HBO Max. Um, mm. And that has Steve Carell, who plays a dick of a stepdad, which was a treat because he he's such a good actor. Um, yeah. And then it stars uh, Sam Rockwell as this dude's kind of coming to yeah, age mentor right. type of thing. Yeah, I like um, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, he's funny in it. Basically, it's like a kid who goes on the beach because his mom marries dickhead Steve Carell and he doesn't know where to go. So he starts hanging out at this water park. Sam Rockwell works there and they become buddies. And, you know, it's coming of age movie. Coming of age movie. Does he diddle? Starts finding his footing, gets a, ki- gets a kiss, you know, as he goes. So he does diddle. Um, well, Sam Rockwell gets the Rockwell, kiss or the main character gets the kiss? Who's kissing him? <laughs> the main character. The kid gets <laughs> Rockwell's not kissing anyone. <laughs> No kissing from Rockwell. Um, let's, let's let that be known. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I thoroughly enjoyed both of them. I probably liked Cha Cha Real Smooth a little more. Um, and then that was it for me. But I was like thinking after watching those coming of age movies, which is like not something I've watched. And like, if anyone knows me, I really haven't seen that many movies at all. By yeah. any means, have I yep. seen that many sure. movies? Sure. Um, and we're, we're talking about Top Gun today, and then we're talking about Cha-Cha Real Smooth. And it's like, those two movies together were like, you know, they're so different. And like, everyone now yeah. is a movie critic, and everyone has something to say about a movie. But it's like, you got to look at movies for what they are. Know your role yeah. and know where you're at. Like, Top Gun was good for this reason, and Cha-Cha Real Smooth was good for this reason. They both could be an 85. That's not my rankings. But they both could be an 85 for different worlds. That does, it's totally. Like some people are just so close-minded in the way they look at movies. You have to realize that there's a difference between thrillers and horrors and big blockbuster movies and animated movies and coming of age and all of mysteries. It's just like, I kind of like going into movies knowing what they are and knowing what I'm going to get into. And then you can appreciate for what it is. I I, I think that could be everybody's pet peeve when you know somebody that goes, Braveheart starring Mel Gibson is a 96 mm-hmm. and then they go and watch perks of being a wallflower or something else. Yeah. And they just say 52 horrible movie, yeah. no action. I fell asleep. Yeah. You know, yeah. what were you expecting a yeah. shootout in the middle of perks of being a wallflower? <laughs> like Emma Watson and Ezra Miller are just dual wielding desert Eagles. Maybe at this point, Ezra Miller might be. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. Um, that's, he's, he's off there. He kidnaps people now. Yeah, um, no, he's fucking nuts. I, you're right. You say things and I remember movies. I watched Inglorious Bastards. I couldn't resist. Um, I just saw the clip where Brad Pitt's, like I said, you know, third best Italian, you know, and then, and then it cuts to them at the cinema, a Riverdale, Gorlami. And I just said, I had to watch it and it was actually on Hulu. So I watched that with commercials, which was tasteful, but awesome film. I, I love everything Tarantino. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for that. And Brad Pitt was 
it is such a funny yet twisted movie. It's so good. I loved it. I no, watched that. I, I think I could watch Inglorious Bastards. Um, but I do want to just finish up that point because um no, you were right, like people like love Braveheart or whatever. Um, but it's like nothing happened in Cha Cha Real Smooth, really. Nothing really happens right. in the way, way back. Nothing really happens in person being a wildfire. Like, yeah, but it's like these scenes where it's like these kids are at a party, they're just it's like it's different and you have to realize that it's like you can go scenes where like nothing story-wise really advances you just learn more about the characters and put them in different situations and they become better or they become worse Um, yeah and i think that's come with age with me it's like when i was younger maybe i i didn't watch a lot of movies like i said and like you just watched the dark knight's always your favorite movie and it's like you got to kind of move on from that and see different things. So I'm on a little bit of a coming of age kick, and I'm I'm trying to diversify my portfolio a little bit. I like it. I like it. Let's let's get you in there. I can recommend probably 417 movies to you right now off the top of my head. So you know I'll float some over <laughs> would, after this. We'll see how you do. That'd be sick if you were just a database and we just stab you in the stomach. And you're like generating 44 comedies. Right, you just slap my you just slap my stomach, and I'm like beep beep beep. Coming of age movie, 1990s, good acting, young people. Ten things I hate about you. You should watch that with Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles. Right, it's like instant. You know, you just you just you slap my belly. It's got to be bare belly, right? Bare six pack. No, no, not over the shirt. You got to slap the belly like the Buddha. It's it's funny enough. I have seen ten things I hate about you, but I'm totally imagining you shirt off and like I you're kind of on the right page, but I just want to refine it. So I just twist your nipple a little bit, you know, right? And you're like generating forty four Steve Carell movies, you know, right? I'm thinking the general twist, like start twisting it. It just comes out so quickly. I mean, no, don't twist my nipple. It hurts. Like don't twist my nipple. It hurts. (laughs) Second, you start to twist. Foxcatcher, forty year virgin. Right? I'm like, that's what you need. You go. All right, that's the movie tonight. No, like you hate your job. You're tied up. You're like, God damn it, Foxcatcher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm, a, I'm like the golden snitch from Harry Potter. You got You want to watch a movie? You have no idea what you want to watch, but you know that I know exactly what you want. And you know, you're like, Hunter, come here. Get away, guys. Get away, Hunter. Come here. And you know, we run around the house a little bit, and then you just drag me into the room and start twisting nipples to compute these movies. Slap in the stomach. I said, slap you idiot. Slap in the belly, twisting the nips. I'm just spitting out Emmy award or Oscar award when everything you, you want foreign yeah. films, parasite, you know, I'm just bow, 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 bow. with um, tears, you, you tears should... rolling down the eyes. <laughs> tears. Yeah. And pain's like, I gave it an 88. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that good. I didn't like it. You know, something um, satanic. You you should watch Foxcatcher though for maybe the next one. Let us know how you think of it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've I perused oh, you, to find it. Did you have to do you have to pay for it? I do, so I gotta wait for it to pop up in circulation uh, somewhere. Fair enough. I was all, right, all over the Don't you fret. No, okay. it's all right. it's it's crazy how close it is to me too. Well it usually well, hour and twenty in this is when I have to pay. Yeah, no, this is this doesn't. I've I've been doing the P dance for the last ten minutes here. Um, all right, Confucius, give me your quote. Well, I had a good one, but I'm gonna find a stupid one. My good one was Kanye West and Stronger. I think he they says there's a thousand you. And- if it's good, do the quote. We're, we're gonna do a thousand of these, like Rick and Morty. No, he he said he said um, there's a thousand you. There's only one of me. Um, but I just looked up quotes about kindness, and I'm gonna find the first cheesy one I can find. Nope. <laughs> No act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. Wow. I mean, Jesus Christ, you are yeah. you are the speaker of truth. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Great.
I love that. Um, thanks everybody for listening. Subscribe on Patreon. No refunds. Check us out yep. on Spotify, no. Apple Music, anywhere you get your podcasts. We will be there. Check us out for clips. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter. What are you watching? And as always, Bye. you can't eat your pudding unless you eat your meats. Thank right, you. Peace. You are you are a knockoff, Mike Myers. We are, we are, we are. <laughs>